the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound box. Back out to Allen. His three-pointer. Bang! Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Welcome, uh, Hoopers. Hello, I am at NBA G Wiz, and this is at Filthy IFS right here as part of the Insight Podcast Network. Today on Insight NBA, we are breaking down the season for the Indiana Pacers, Skitty, what are your other favorite teams in the NBA? Yeah, man. Uh, big welcome to you. Thank you very much for having me. I very much appreciate that. Uh, yeah, always love watching uh, Pacers games, purely because of, uh, mostly because of one man uh, that I picked up in the first round at the end of my draft last year, and that was Tyrese Halliburton. I'll tell you what, the second he got over to Indiana, that's when that team became something, something there, because they have a very bright future with him at the helm, with Miles Turner. Uh, Benny Mather and Buddy Hill, and I can't wait to get stuck into that today. Talking Mate, about we, that with you, they really are in the midst of a youth movement over in Indiana, which is surprising because their coach is Rick Carlisle, who doesn't like young blokes that much. So, as a season history of not doing it, but he's almost taken the other tact and he's let them play a little bit. And so, we're going to get a little bit uh, of that conversation happening. The Indiana Pacers last year they finished at thirty-five and forty-seven. They finished eleventh uh, in the NBA Eastern Conference. Um, they were one of the fastest teams, funnily enough, for pace in the NBA. They were the fourth ranked team in pace. So without much ado, this is I said I've got a great it hit me the other day. This is a bit of a pace and seat cup. You know, he's like that old saying, like, let's cut to the shits. Like, let's get to the shits. Yeah, cut to the chat. When we're talking yeah, the, let's get it. Let's get it. But when we're with the paces, we've got to cut to the Smiths. Rick Smiths. Is that you like that one? <laughs> the big fella. And feel the G's. Yeah. There we go. A bit of a thing. Like, don't even get me allergic to shrimp. Anyway, we're going to get on down to it for the afternoon and have a look at that morning, wherever you are driving in the car. We have our look to the Indiana Pacers season preview. Now, this one right here is ready to go for us because this is having a look at what we're going to have in our NBA season. So in our NBA season, we have all these blokes there ready to go in Indiana. The number one guy in your lips, as you said, is Tyrese Halliburton. Joining him mm-hmm. is Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, mm-hmm. uh, Kendall Brown and Isaiah Wong. There's some signings on the side. No, Big ones nothing. there, though, I guess you'd say. They're, they're, they're nothing. They're there for two-way contracts. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jarris Walker, you 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 mm-hmm. like Jarris Walker a lot, don't you? I, I like Jarris Walker in the positioning that he got himself into because yep. he landed in Indiana, which is obviously a position of need before Toppin got there. So I... Personally, I would have um, I would have taken Taylor Hendricks if I was the Pacers, but they ju- chose to go Walker. So, but I like his defensive stats that he translated. He did show that a bit in preseason as well. The scoring wasn't really there, but he's that type of player that needs to play off ball with a point guard that's going to be able to facilitate and get him the ball. And I'll tell you what, he's got oh, one of the better like, ones. Oh, does that not sound like Tyrese Halliburton to you? It sounds exactly like Tyrese Halliburton That's to me, Maddie. So, geez, lucky him. But, uh, yeah, so I think Jarris has found himself in the best possible position that he can. And I think, you know, maybe not this season straight away, but also to learning off of Miles Turner, he's got a yep. very, very bright future learning from where, uh, from these more experienced players on the team. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, leaving the team, obviously, is someone who opens up a bit of a vacuum at that power forward spot, center spot, O'Shea Brissett. Uh, Chris Duarte is gone. George Hill, well, he's been over it for a while. He's gone, and so is James Johnson. Uh, when we do these like team things, we were talking about this because we did the Cavs one, Skitty. There's obviously mm. like a whole bunch of blokes on a roster. We're looking at the main ones here. So the ones that we're identifying today is Tyrese Halliburton, Last year, this he was ADP was 14. Like, as you said, mm. in a draft, mm. he was going at the end of that first round, early second round, yep. depending on if down. you were yeah, on that turn at the tour of 14. He was a smart move. Uh, he returned the 10th overall value for last year in only 56, 56 games. It was pretty – I'm pretty yeah, sure it was 56 games last year. Um, yeah. One thing that I love about Tyrese Halliburton, check out that usage rate. Mm. He, is a, he is one of the Me. most elite – it's 23.8. Last year, Giannis led it in the, the like high 30s. This is a guy mm. who doesn't have the highest usage almost on his mm. team. I mean, he does mm. because he's a point guard. But the ne- like Benedict Matherin had 23.5% overall for the season when he was on the court. So this is a guy who loves to distribute the ball. Where do you see Tyrese falling this year? See, I'm, yeah, massively high on Tyrese, and this is why I'm even higher on him this year as well, because of that usage. He can really grab the game by the balls this year, and if he just ups his shit... only have one ball in basketball, Skitty. There's just one ball. Just one. Oh, sorry, I always forget that. My bad. Um, Okay, well, the the metaphorical Metaphorical balls... Exactly right. So if he can up that and just really take it a bit, he was a bit passive last year where he was kind of more looking to pass off when he actually had that open shot as well. And he's a really good shooter. Like, let's not forget, he's got a janky ass jump shot, but geez, he's cash. So it's smooth, wasn't it? It was smooth. So good. But um, yeah, so I I think he just, he he can up it up a little bit. And uh, yeah, he he can bring up those points per game from last year. He likes a little bit of rebound out of position. Really good mind for his steals as well. So um, I'm I'm really liking what Tyrese is going to go. If I had to pick of where I'd draft him, I haven't done my complete big board yet. Um, I noticed the on your other uh, pod with Mickey Dell, uh, another yep. great pod there, by the way, and you guys should all go check that out at Inside Fantasy Sports uh, Podcast. Um, Tyrese got taken third. Yeah, he got the in the Roto Wire like first way too early mock draft. They did a great yeah. one, and it's really good just to look at your mock drafts because that's how I like all yeah. the prep in my big board. It goes out the window come draft day. Like all these shows, mm. listen, get all the information from us, get all the information from everywhere, but it goes out the window the second that someone throws a bloody red herring in there. Like Tyrese Halliburton going third, you might think, oh, he gets Tyrese fifth. Okay, so who do you change tack to? I, I said I don't like him at third or fourth for a reason, just his health. I need him to to play and be sustainably healthy for a long period of time and for a whole season to return that value for me. I would much rather Curry and then, you know, in that position now with Jordan Poole away, but I love Tyrese Halliburton and like statistical scarcity is huge and assists go off the board. Look at those assists for his 10.4. Like if they fly, when we were talking about this off air the other day, once assists are gone, you're like in your draft going, where do I get assists? Where do you get assists? And you're searching mm-hmm. by it and you're like, holy shit, two, two seals a game left? You can get that on the waiver wire, but you exactly. can't get And then you're punting. Game. And then you're punting. This exactly. guy does it. And so if you miss out on like your Jokic's, if you miss out on like your Harden's, these, these traditional first, you know, round big assist number guys, 
this is your guy to get up there and get it. Absolutely. Uh, Miles Turner last year was ADP at 42nd. He ended up returning in his 60 plus games, 22nd round value. Uh, I absolutely love Miles Turner. And in that draft as well, check it out. He went, uh, I think about 40th again, if I'm, oh, that's I'm nice. mistaken. I'm not, I'm not sure. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm going to have to probably bring that back up, but look, the eyes are on Miles Turner, but the, he's also been one of those guys for years where he hasn't lived up the pre, like he's got the potential there, but it hasn't been sustained mm. over an entire season. Or there's been like, Oh, we're going to trade him. Is he going to be happy? Mm. Yeah. Do you think this is the season but- that he is? I think it is the season that it is just because of the fact that like he's got his contract now and Indiana have come out and said, Hey miles, it's you. It's Tyrese. This is your yep. two. You and you guys are set. Like we're not getting rid of you anymore. We don't care about what the media say. The media can also get absolutely stuffed. Like, they try their ass off to get these players out of the small market teams into like New York, Lakers, Boston. And it's well, he was a Laker. He was a Laker for like he was on a podcast last year going, Yeah, maybe I'll be a good Laker because it's in it gets yeah. in their heads as well. Exactly but he's a great right. pacer. And, and he's an absolutely great pacer. In fact, I love Miles Turner. I will grab him if he falls to me and I need a center. We'll get to what they like in the position. I've loved Look, I went. I was lucky enough to be. I was sitting behind the bench of Australia down in those games uh, mm. for my 40th birthday in Melbourne, when they had Team USA down here. So we were right like courtside, and I was talking with my mate Nate. You know Nate Phoenix Suns Nate, who's with us. Anyway, they were doing their warm ups and they're going through their routines. Anyway, we're we're watching the floor, and my wife turns around and goes, "Oh, that guy can really shoot," and I'm expecting to turn around and see it being like Patty Mills or. You know, Joe Ingles or one of these Australian dudes or whatever, because I didn't even know. I wasn't even looking. I, I'd had a, I'd had a few, and I and I turn around, <laughs> and it's and it's Miles Turner, yeah. just there on the warm up floor, cash, yes. just cash, boom, stretching that floor out. Now, last year, three points per game, he made one point five. I like that when your field goal percentage is fifty four point seven. We'll go through the biggest acquisition right here is Bruce Brown. And one of the reasons we're going to hit that up with the plus. Now, as you can see down our chart, this uh, ladies and gentlemen, or small children who can read or symbols, we've got equals to value from last year, negative value from last year, additional value from last year. We're not touching them with the yellow circle for, with a 10-foot pole. Um, and we see basically Tyrese and Miles being returning the same value similar to last year. So obviously, Tyrese, we're talking first round. We're talking Miles Turner, end of your second round, early third round. The first guy to take a hit, is Buddy Heald. Now, Buddy's ADP last year, I picked him up. I always pick up Buddy Heald. The second that he got traded away uh, from New Orleans years ago, I swooped on him and I've been, I've loved him ever since. Uh, he finished at 57. He is not going to return you in this season the 57th best value in NBA fantasy. Why is that, Skitty? It's just because of the, the pieces that they've brought in now. So basically, last year they had Buddy Heald and Nemhard starting and Nemhard was a pretty good serviceable defender. He was able to get like a couple of assists and everything. He, he kind of glued that, like the Pacers team together when it was kind of falling apart a little bit. But now they've got Bruce Brown, proven defender, championship experience. He's able to come in. The thing about it was when Nemhard started, they would quickly substitute him probably about five minutes into the first to be able to bring Benedict Mather in on and Benedict would then come in, bully his way into the cup, try and score as many points as he could. They've now got someone that is able to hold down that position and play good, solid basketball for them. And I'm 
going to say, I think it's just going to be a carousel kind of of Bruce Brown, Buddy, Buddy Heald and Benedict Mather and all just kind of flopping around depending on what the team needs. If they want defense, if they want more shooting, if they need more attacking. And it's just going to be kind of rotating around. So I think Buddy's, um, his minutes come down. And I'd be so surprised if he keeps that assist rate as high as he did last year because that was an yeah. anomaly for him. He had yeah, that was done that well. Yeah, two point assists per game last year was great for Buddy. Uh, he absolutely bought it. Like he was all over the place. I, w- I remember watching Pacers games and then asking the question at times: Is Buddy Hill the best player on this team? Like he just had times where he was absolutely would command the floor. He shot. He had the highest free uh, three point percentage of his career as well. Now I expect that to. Funnily enough. I expect that to stay pretty much similar to the I same. Agree. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. he's still going to get great because he, yeah, I think he he great had got great looks off Tyrese, he but he also found his shot better because of the attention that the other members in the team got. Yeah, this is where we're looking for plus value. So he might go down, but Bruce Brown, he was the biggest splash in their free agency. Mm-hmm. They got him over there with the promise of an increased role. So he had looks everywhere. He was going to be a Laker. He was going to, and it was. Did someone even say he was going to go back to the Nets? Denver, he could have been very happy yeah. to stay there. It was the money. Yeah. Matty, he got the bag. He's got twenty million a year, baby. It's twenty. I was going to say it's twenty-two million dollars, isn't it? Guaranteed. Twenty. It was high. Uh, yeah. Think, yeah. There you go. Twenty-two million dollars, and then twenty-two point five the year after. So yeah, yeah he's absolutely correct. been thrown the bag at him. He yeah. is going to do it. He is going to prove that money, hopefully, mm-hmm. and he's going to see an increased role there. He's also a guy who doesn't need a lot of usage to be effective. He no. was the ADP of one hundred and forty-eight. He exceeded that one hundred and twenty-six. When I say plus, he might be the 100th best player, the 90th best player. But still, if you think about it, that's three rounds improved value from where he was mm. last year off a of pure basis of 12. We expect yeah. – now, this is this is the interesting one. We'll get, we're going to leave Benedict Mather into a different conversation. TJ, he's right. just going to be TJ, isn't he? Uh, that's if he gets the minutes. I mean, they may just – like lean more into Nemhard, um, or they could just keep TJ's like reserve role just for him. So I think TJ is just a no no. Like don't don't yeah. draft him unless you unless you need assists and steals off the wire, and he's getting at least fifteen minutes. He's a great yep. source of steals and assists off the wire. And hundred percent, and his turnover rate is pretty low. So he's yeah. he's he's a pesky he's a pesky little guy. He he's, he doesn't like to he shoot does. the ball or do much. He's he's pesky. He doesn't like to shoot much. He's got a very high field goal percentage, a very high free throw percentage as well. He's he's just a serviceable point guard, but he's also a trade chip for them. So this yeah. is where we think he might be about equal because if they want to do something, they will showcase TJ McConnell to be like, mm. look how great TJ is. This is this is a shiny one we have here. Here is our elite backup to Tyrese Halliburton. And look how great mm-hmm. he is. His name is Mr. McConnell. Would you like him? Mm-hmm. Dingle, dingle, dingle. And that's where he's <laughs> going to lose value down the end of the thing as a, as a trade ship. Uh, Aaron Naismith, do not touch the guy with a 10-foot pole this season. He has slipped down their depth chart, in our opinion, incredibly. Now, he was okay as a maybe as a flyer or a minutes guy last year. But just yeah. like Andrew Nemhard, the other rookies, other young guys in the team, with Bruce Brown coming in there, um, with – Obi Toppin coming into the side, there is a mm-hmm. power shift and those guys are going to feel it the most. Would you say that these yeah. guys are, they're, they're not on our boards this year for top 150 value at all? No, no, not at all. Unless, like, look, unless Buddy Heald unfortunately goes down, they may look towards uh, Neesmith to like replicate his shooting. Obviously not to the same degree Buddy does because Buddy's probably one of the best three-point shooters in the league. But I think they'll go the Neesmith 
route if Buddy is gone. So, uh, yeah, he's only in that very extreme circumstance if you need three. He doesn't do a lot else. And, like, remember, he was playing power forward starting yeah. for them last year because stick sucks. And <laughs> he still didn't get <laughs> – he didn't get like that many rebounds or anything like that. Like he was just very, very serviceable. You could just tell they were just waiting until they got someone else in there. So, uh, yeah, no, no, no for me, Smith for me. And you can tell when, like, when your highlight as a player of your NBA season, like it was for Jalen Smith last year, when your mm. highlight of the year, when the when the thing that you remembered from the, the thing that you just just lived was absolutely getting smoked by Ja Morant and put on a poster oh. and left in a crumpling heapy mess, it's just going to impact how we feel about you. Uh, mm. It also just sounds like a bit of a git. Anyway, him and Isaiah Jackson, Ijax, look, we're just dropping them down because they bought Daniel mm. Tice in. So, again, this is where – I mean, we were talking about this off air. Daniel, Daniel Tice is just another center because if you need an asset mm. to move, you'd be like, hey, look at this young guy, Jalen Smith. We'll showcase him a little bit or Isaiah Jackson. Because, remember, they've also moved off O'Shea Brissett um, yeah. and Gogo Badadze is somewhere floating around in the ether. Uh, Orlando. Right there you go. Orlando He's Magic. over in Orlando. That's right. He's over with the uh, with the Magic. So they've, yeah. they've freed up that log jam that we were always kind of hesitant on. Who do we take? Because everyone last year, he was one of our sleepers, Ijax. I, I, I he was like, oh, yes. let's get And people were taking Correct. flyers on him in the 11th and 12th round and didn't add mm. up to a hell of a lot of beans at the end of the day because yeah. he was tied to Jalen Smith. And their value as well is tied to Miles Turner. It was also Correct. tied to the fact that there was a power forward opportunity for them to play with Miles Turner. And that has been absolutely filled by the next guy who I can't, I'm singing the praises. Oh, be real name. No gimmicks. <laughs> Toppin. You know, I love my Kenobi. I'm, I'm yes. all about Obi Toppin in the power forward spot, but also not just him, but Jarris Walker. So that position, as yeah. you said earlier, mate, it's filled now, right? Like you don't need to play Jalen Smith there or Ajax. Oh, mate, I hope to God Jalen Smith never plays another minute of power forward. He cannot do it. He's so slow. He, he looked, my, my grandpa, who's 85 years old and goes for a walk every single day, could move better than him. Good on you, Ron. You're a legend. G'day, Ron. So, he, he's a man. So, nah, Jalen Smith, no, no, he's, he's a center. <laughs> no, that, no, Jalen Smith, no. Yeah, I don't no. even think he's I, – I, if they didn't play him a minute to start the season, I wouldn't be shocked because Jackson's going to be the backup. Tice is just there just in case they can find something to move Jackson, like a combination of Jackson and Heald and TJ McConnell, Raptors, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And <laughs> they, it's, it's just going to be like, yeah, they've got a fair amount of depth, which is nice. But yeah. I think the the five that they're going to run, or I think it's, I think it's, sorry, it's going to be 10 to 11 guys that they're going to be able to run a pretty well set. So those well, other guys I'm are, pretty are, sure too. are gone. Oh, I was just about to call someone. Oh, don't do that. Um, he was a long time. Oh, don't do that. He was a Phoenix Suns pundit and give us all the absolute insight into Jalen Smith. So I asked, did you want to call and describe Jalen Smith in one word? He's like, can't in surgery. So it's probably best that he doesn't help out and give us some input right now. Don't want, yeah. any, uh, don't want any lives being lost uh, by that fella. Um, and then, of course, we have Isaiah Jackson. So we had this conversation where we're trying to do in these insight pods is predict our top five. Look, we're not going to get this right all the time. In fact, we're probably going to get it wrong sometimes. But what we're using is basically 
we've done a bit of a deep dive into the reddits and the subreddits and the twitter sphere of each one of the uh the teams including the indiana paces and we've come up with the starting five the projected starting five of every single team in the nba now when we have a look at this for us right now um this is who we're predicting it is only with with one exception right now Benedict Matherin and Buddy Hield. We are completely unsure who will start there in the shooting guard spot. Uh, we're expecting that the starting five to be Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, Bruce Brown, the small forward. At your four, you've got Obi Toppin, and obviously playing the five, the big man is Miles Turner. Uh, Skitty, what do you think of this as a fan, as looking at the top five of the Indiana Pacers for this season? See, this is where we've gone hard, Matty, because we've chosen two teams where it's just so up in the air for our first two podcasts yeah, we have. to start with. Like, I forgot. Let's let's do Lakers next, just so we know exactly what the starting five. Nah, Rob will kill us. Rob will kill us. Rob will kill us. Oh yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob Kennedy. We know you're like the Hawk, the absolute <laughs> yeah. AFL super coach guru. But sorry, if we do the Lakers without you, sorry, Hawk. We just wanted to fly yeah. like eagles without you. No, can't do that. Yeah. No, so, um, yeah, so we know that Tyrese and Turner are 100% locked. Brown is most likely going to be the starting shooting guard. I do not pay someone $20 million a year and not start them in my team. I just can't. You you just never know what's going to be the, you know, the best way to do it. I love Brucey B, but, you know, if they want to start with Matherin, Brucey B, baby. Um, No, but I think... Personally, I think what they're going to do is I know what all the reports are coming out of Indiana right now is that the power forward spot is up for grabs. I think it's yep. bullshit. It's Toppins. It's Toppin. But I think they're trying to make Toppin want to like more eager to be work able hard. to get in there. Yeah, work yep. hard to get it because Jarris Walker, he definitely could get it. I think he's Buddy also starts, your, he's also right. your top ten draft pick, and so you want to reward Correct. that pedigree. And they and look, they did do it last year with Benedict Mathurin. They rolled him out there. He made the All Rookie First Team. So obviously, the like they're not shying away from not tanking, but being semi competitive, but doing well, it in the youth well. movement. Sorry, like, but also as well, they didn't start Benedict. They didn't. No, no they, they didn't. Get, no, he got him. He was off the bench every single game, and they literally just. As soon as Tyrese came off, Bendick went on and they said, here's the ball. And he just drove at every single person that he could. It was absolutely fantastic to watch him attack the rim. It was. Like he yeah. was, he was a lot of fun. In fact, I, um, I read a cheeky stat the other day. Take me through, take me through your th- uh, thoughts and what the greens and everything means, mate. Yeah. What do you, th- so what do you look across there? Yeah. Well, obviously we're already seeing Tyrese with four greens. So we're pretty, uh, we're pretty happy with that. And, the thing about Tyrese as well, as I said before, with the usage point of thing, I think he can come up, which is the thing. And he finished 10th last year. So yeah. um, I, I can definitely see like Tyrese come up. I think the, I think the assists are real. Um, the steals we know are very fluctuating. Uh, that's the most fluctuating stat. But still at 1.4, I think he's still uh, 1.6. Sorry. He reads the passing lanes really well. He reads I think really that his well. points... His points are very, like, it's just an easy avenue for him to increase points. And if he can get a bit more usage and then he bumps up from 20, like, I can see that come up. The next year, and Turner, obviously, as well. And also his field goal percentage, his efficiency there, he he was an average efficiency guy, like 49% from the field. You know what I mean? But you expect that from a point guard, you know what I mean? Like, so 49 as a point guard is bloody good. So I I would have, like, I took that every single time. The only problem I had last year was that I, looked more in assists. So I paired 
uh, Tyrese with Trey Young, who is a dog right. shit free throw, free um, field goal percentage player with a very good one from a point guard. So that's how yeah. we got to look at Tyrese. One of Tyrese's big points is that he's a really good out of position field goal percentage player. You won't find yeah. many better field goal percentage bar Shea at the point guard position. So that's yeah, another- and, and that's and that efficiency by Shea as you we were talking about, like that's just uh, that's incredible. Oh, like yeah. that's otherworldly. Otherworld that's like Russell Westbrook in his prime getting to the cup and basically finishing everything. What's going on in the water in Oklahoma City? They just decide that they can just score at will as a point guard. You, you, if, like, uh, there must be the fishing. Paul George spent a lot of time out <laughs> yeah. there. Getting to see, see what's so in the water out there. It's, it's, yep. it's good for fishing and good for, for yep. and field goal percentage. Yeah, look, and, and that when we talk about like the greens, the greens are what they're good at. Um, so that's just, this is good for the position. Uh, the bright lime green that you can see on the field goal percentage there, it's very good. But the, the the dark green is elite. So you've got two guys here who bring you a couple of elite stats. Obviously, Tyrese Halliburton with elite assists. And you've got elite blocks from Miles Turner. What we love from Miles Turner is the fact that he's a pretty dependable free throw shooter at 78%. And that can improve. Yeah. His rebounds, 7.5. That's good. Um, his assist, more playmaking there for him. But funnily enough, for a defensive stopper, because he gets that rep- Again, we spoke about this before. When you have a reputation as a defensive player, you're like, oh, girl, they must get me an assist a game or they must get me a block yeah. or so a game. No, look, it, it's not. It's about your body positioning, how you play the game of basketball. And Miles Turner is great vertically. He's not the biggest mm. center, but he does get the blocks because he has he has an excellent ability to read the shot attempt and how it comes into the lane. And that's where he is just invaluable there. 18 points a game for him. You can see no one here got over 21 points a game. So we're expecting... Yeah. Here's what I, I mean, let's cut to one of our predictions from earlier on. We're expecting a right. better Indiana Pacers team this year, correct? Yes, I believe that the Pacers will uh, surpass that. What was it? Thirty-five wins, was it? 31. Yeah, look, the the first release of on the uh, on some of the sites was thirty-five and a half uh, over yeah. unders. Uh, it's actually yeah. since we spoke the other day on Sunday, it was like two days ago, Saturday. Since Saturday, yes, Saturday, Monday, yes. now the thirty-first. Um, mm-hmm. We can actually say that it's now gone up to thirty-seven. So yes, they've, half, they've yeah. already looked at the 37 and a half. So they've given the paces two games more. Um, we'll get mm-hmm. to why that might be a thing earlier on, but this is where we're going to look at this next part here. No one else does anything good on their basketball court mm-hmm. apart from possibly Bruce Brown. So when we had a little yeah. bit of this, Bruce Brown blocks positionally. Okay. He gets half of one, mm-hmm. but he got to steal the game. All the rest of the team, apart from Matherin, who's feel throw, free throw percentage at 83.1%. Was decent. Mm. So when we look at these areas, we can just see that there's, although it's a great, you know, youngish team, you would say, apart from a few of the aging heads on there, it's also a team mm. that really needs to, like, you've got a 30 year old Buddy Hill. This is why we've given mm. Benedict Matherin the reins as the starting shooting guard, a bit of a youth movement, get that youth vibe going on. But as mm. you said, mate, earlier, there is a bit of a uh, strap in for the minute share at shooting guard, small forward between Benedict Matherin, uh, Bruce Brown, Buddy Healed. Look, Nemhard, Naismith, these are just this is a lot of guys around one area that we kind of want to stay away okay. from. Mm. Like if they yeah, slide absolutely. in the draft, yeah, grab. If they slide, grab. If they can exceed that, like that, like maybe their ADPs, you might be, oh, they're still on the court. Maybe. But outside of Tyrese and Miles, the only person mm. that I'm touching 
is this guy. Watch this space in the 23-24 season for Obi Toppin. You know how – look, I don't give my, like, I'm so in on a guy early unless I really feel comfortable with it. I was really in on Jalen Williams and OKC last year. Even yeah. when he sucked, I didn't let him go. I yeah. did not let him hit waivers at any point in time. And you were in two comps together where I had him. Yeah. I would not. Yeah. And he was like, will you trade him? He sucks. Will you trade? Will you suck? Mate, no. Because eventually it translates. And this yeah. year, I'm thinking that Obi Toppin has one of the – check out the Opportunity knocks uh, pod on Insight where we talk yeah. about minutes and usage, but also about how there's a power vacuum left. And there's a power vacuum because there was no positional power forward really in the organization. Mm. Last year, there is now. His name is Obi Toppin. Or, you know what? Fine, Jarris Walker. But Obi Toppin last year, when you look at his statistical profile for the season, was okay. Free throws he can shoot. Turnovers, not much. But in the last 14 days, seven games, now, yes, he was playing on some resting opposition, but he's very good across the board. In fact, he's good. In fact, he's elite with his free throw percentage. Obi Toppin has averaged as a starter 15 games. This is 15 games. So this is then take that sample size of the last seven games and look to when he wasn't behind Julius Randle. And in 15 mm. games as a starter, Obi Toppin went for 20 points a game, 5.7 rebounds, 3.1 assists. Also racking up a steal. That's a player I want. He is a must watch. He is a dark horse. He is a sleeper because he gets that power forward starting role in Indiana. The man mm. is going to put in the work, hold it down for the whole year, and you are going to absolutely – kill it in your fantasy league with him if he's slipping down to like the last couple of rounds in your draft. 100%. 100% top Yeah, no, top, yeah 100%. I was – so I have been not high on Obi Toppin. The second like that New York drafted him, even before that, I was like, why the hell are they doing this? Like yeah. it's not – he he's his game didn't translate at all. And I know some people took flyers on him and it was stupid. He was, he was not good, but – you know, I I was I'm a bit lower on Toppin, but yep. listening to like we've had a couple of conversations now, yep. and you've been bringing these good things about him and everything, and I'm going, okay, okay, I'm and I'm I'm respecting and I'm taking in what you're telling me, and I'm actually changed my mind from wait stuff no. this bloke I'm never touching him to hang on a minute I actually might give him a watch and see how we go because you make some bloody good points. If he's there in the tenth round, are you taking yeah. him? If he's there, ask this: if, if if Obi Toppin is maybe there in your ninth or tenth round, are you taking him in your draft? No, I'll take him eleventh or twelfth. I'll have a look at him late eleventh, twelfth. I reckon that's the place. The thing, I, Matty, I just want to see. I want to see. He hasn't like you know had this many minutes before, this much responsibility before. This is the true. main this is thing true. that he has to show. The number one thing he has to show in Indiana is his ability to rebound. Why? Because Miles Turner isn't a big rebounding bloke. He goes for those blocks. If he misses it, he needs to rely on the people to be able to get the rebounds. Toppen has a very, very real opportunity here to bump the hell out of his rebounding numbers up to about seven or eight a game. But I have to see him do it first because all the other things I've seen from him have been shit. He's been, from a power forward, he's been a very... Um, inconsistent and unreliable rebounder, but that's the thing that's going to get him the minutes. If he can't show that, I think Jarris Walker is going to come straight in and be like, hey, mate, I can get rebounds. I'll do this role, no worries. So I want to see it first, but I love, I, I would I would definitely take a flyer on him because I like what you're bringing 
for the rest of the uh, categories that he's able to bring in. The free throw percentage is beautiful. Points, yep. we know he can score. We know he can yep. score. But those threes that you were bringing up to me the other day as well, that's where I'm paying attention because that's a good force space. That they and if, if he's spacing off the floor against... Tyrese Halliburton. And what I saw a lot was this this semi-isolation ball between Buddy and yeah. Tyrese. Like, you can see the usage rate across the team. Like, if you go back to this usage rate, you can see that it's pretty flat throughout. So there's no one guy who's, like, doing this heliocentric, old dribble for 20 seconds, oh, shit, and can't make a read and toss the ball. <laughs> Hello, James Harden. Um <laughs> and like it's it's very much it's uh, Luca Donkey. I'm no, sorry, sorry. I won't I won't disparage, but it it shows in the usage rates. Stop this Luka. is a team that passes it, but like, they might do it for ten seconds or six seconds, or, or dribble it and pass it, dribble it and pass it, and they do that a lot in Indiana. It's a very versatile team like that with the ball. So if you're then getting that kick out pass from Buddy Hield, which is why his assists were up last year, he was making better mm. reads and moving out of his opportunities because he can get to the cup, yep. and he finally started to do that stopping in the mid-range, kicking the ball out. If Obi can knock those down, he's going to knock down a decent clip from his threes. If he can rebound, like you said, mate, look, I, I expect the assists, obviously, from that starter area to go. Like, if he can get two and a half, fine with me. But if he's getting yeah, a steal a game and he's getting a block a game and he's not turning it over because he doesn't have to play make a lot, I'm looking at him in the 10th round. Because if I look at my rounds in a 12-team league, that's like – and. 14 players deep, 140-plus players, he could be very easily yeah. in the top 100 at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's about that, 120 on. So that's two That's two rounds of value that I'm going to get off over yeah. top. Yeah. No, I can actually say that. Yeah, top two, yeah, round 10. Yeah, I can absolutely say that. Because the other thing I was just thinking of then as well is that Toppin's going to have a lot more ability as well playing with Tyrese to be able to attack the rim as well because he's not playing yep. with the big stump in Mitchell Robinson who can't shoot or anything like that. Yeah, like Miles Turner can shoot, so Miles Turner is a very stump. reliable three-point shooter. Yeah. yeah, like you know, this is, Mitchell Robinson just stands in the key like this on offense and defense, just goes go. So Toppin's gonna like the floor's gonna open up a bit. So like, yeah. yeah, maybe the points can come up a little bit as well. Like you know, if he, you're right, if he goes, let's say, let's say seventeen points, maybe a three, half a three, no, I- three and a half. Um, if he gets the rebounds there, let's say like six or seven. I mean, on fi- I mean on fifteen. I mean even on fifteen to sixteen points, mate. I mean uh, even on 15, 15, 16 points a game, two threes a game, five hundred yeah. plus keeps that nine hundred. If he can get the rebounds up to like six a game, assist down six, to seven, yeah. two, one steal, maybe one block, and less than a turnover. That's a player I want on my fantasy team. And if I can get yeah. that player at round ten. Yeah, that's actually top sixty. That's actually top sixty right there. I'm not going. I the one thing I will say is, if anyone's going to be drafting Toppin, don't expect defensive stats out of him. Okay, he was an no. abysmal defender, and yep. like let's let's you can let's see it was like one assist side. as on average, less than like zero point three steals, zero point two. Like it wasn't there if you look at him on the season. But yeah. the thing was, he wasn't even he didn't even get an ADP last year. Because no yeah, one was yeah. drafting him in mocks going around. He was the 320th best player at the end of the day. I'm yeah. expecting 200 spots better, maybe. Yeah. I'm expecting 150 spots better, maybe. I'm with you. And if, I'm that, with you. and if I can get that from him, I'm getting it. This is the other guy we're a little bit torn on, Benedict Matherin. Why we want to watch this space is because if you look at him, he's the bloody same player from the bench or as a starter. Yeah. Like, what's it's- so different about Benedict? 
But apart from the fact that I've edited it wrong and put an extra dot in front of his three throw percentage. That's okay. Don't worry about that. We don't need to worry about that. So Benedict Matherin, I I didn't draft him in any of my leagues last year, right? And I saw one of the, like a couple of the boys in our leagues, they drafted him very, very late. And I went, what the hell are you doing? They they took flyers on him. Yeah. Oh, mate. But his statistical profile was shocking. And the only reason that he became a um, like high up in the rankings and a statistical fantasy player was because he drew a shit ton of fouls and he shoots very, very well from the free throw line, which is yeah, 83.1%. Which, yep. Yeah. But let's remember, okay, Matherin, his other stats were not there. Like he has no defensive stats. Um, he Look at it. He's, he's below. He's, he's bad. He's average. He's yeah. less than average. Average. Benedict missed the less he, than average. <laughs> where he makes his where he makes his meals from is getting to the free throw line um, at a high clip and a very very high rate, and then hitting them at a good rate as well. So that that's what you're looking at when you're drafting Matherin. And until he can show me that he can get rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, anything, hit like like give me two threes a game and I'll be satisfied. I'm not touching him. He's not He's not getting drafted by me. And this is where we're like, watch this space to see what happens there. Because if there is, like he played really well in summer league. He obviously made that all first rookie team. We like yep. the potential that he he flashes to us. Like we like, you know, you've, we like your pedigree. So he's one of these guys yep. in like, let's say three years time when opportunity presents to him and he steps into that role. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, Benedict Mathurin, I'm, I'm going to make a, I'm going to get him in like round five round six, but he's not there yet. And especially right now with this log jam we were talking about over in Indiana, I don't know what to make of it. I don't want to draft him straight away. I want to look for players who are going to deliver what I want with a, the thing is I want better field goal percentage. I want better field goal percentage. Why? Because if I tank it so hard, if I, if I tank field goal percentage so hard and I haven't cared about turnovers, I need a respectable field goal percentage and I need a respectable Mm. free throw percentage because points now in the NBA, I come in left, right, and center all the time. Yeah. So our, our our scarcity of points, we can make those up, especially in silly season, a little bit. Yeah. Like I managed to win a, I managed to win one of our leagues here last year. Cade Cunningham, second pick overall. Yeah. I had him at the turn as the first. I picked up Killian Hayes as the default. He was good. Yep. He was bad. He was he heartbreaking. Was. He was absolutely <laughs> god awfully woeful, and I would wake in the middle of the night and cold sweats going kill. But there's, there's things you can do and you can fill in over time. And so this is where we're saying we can always make it up. Um, but Benedict Matherin is one of the few choices. But we do want to watch this space because if he gets to the start and he shows progress, especially in the preseason, we're going to definitely look to put him into our teams definitely as a later round flyer, much the same as last year, and return some value. Look, we'll wrap up our pod skiddy with our predictions for the 23-24 paces. We've already touched on this one earlier. Under Coach Rick Carlisle last year, they finished as the 35-47 and record, 11th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I asked you the question the other day. Um, playoff, play in, or pack your bags? Oh, it's like this... Oh. It's so hard as well because they so they showed so much promise earlier on in the year and then they just yep. fell away. So yep. I th- I my heart is telling me play in. I think they can make it to the play in because um, we had who was in the Toronto. I think Toronto is going to fall out. Yeah, Toronto. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yep, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. So I think yep. Toronto drop out. Um, yep. I can't say like Charlotte or anything like that jump at them. So yep. I yeah, I think they can make play in. I don't know if they're there yet to make the splash, but then again, like, you know, they had a couple of good pieces. I think they just need to continue working on this Tyrese Halliburton surrounding around with like Miles Turner. They need a couple more pieces. But Jarris Walker's a good draft pick. Um, Toppin's a good in. Bruce Brown's a good in. That brings a championship pedigree. So um, I know the over-under is 37. I'm well, was, as I said, this has changed. Exactly. You're right. 37. Yeah. They were 35 last year without these pieces, with the Tyrese Halliburton being down 50, only playing 56, 56 games? It was 60 games. 56, Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. yeah, yeah, only playing that. Uh, 68 out of Miles Turner. Those guys healthy? Mm. Over yeah. 37 and a half for sure, right? You're smashing the over on that. The thing about it is, like, Tyrese, is all of his injuries were just, like, like they were little injuries. Like, so it's nothing to be, like, worried about for next season or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, because a lot of other teams got a lot better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, I'll... I'm going to take the overs just... I think it's going to be just overs... I think they yep. make the play in. I don't think they make it out of it. Um, what yep. about you? What are you thinking? Give it to me. Uh, look, they were 10th in points per game. Uh, I think their defense can be better with their healthy. They were 19th in offensive rating. Defensive rating, they were 26th. And that's yeah. something that I have I struggle with is to rate a team highly when I know that they're not that great at playing defense. But somehow they pull mm. it together. Jeez. Uh, oh, I'm I'm gonna the only way that they sorry the only way that they got better as well was Bruce Brown like that's the only defender that they brought in and yeah I I don't know if it gets any better in all honesty look if I can get more than if I can get another if I can get 62 games last year if I can get 75 games out of Miles Turner Mm -hmm. and instead of 56 games I can get 75 out of Tyrese Halliburton and my record last year was 35 and 47. Uh, I am definitely smashing the overs on the paces. Yeah. I'm definitely smashing yeah. that. Play-in tournament, Chicago is re-upped. I don't know what's going to happen yeah. there if they decide to move off Levine halfway through the season. They Chicago could bounce back. down for me, man. But if I look at that, like 45 wins last year, which they were on track for the paces, like early on, mm. that puts yeah, you at what were. Brooklyn hit last year. Uh, Brooklyn was a 45 and 37 team. And then you had like yeah, 41, definitely. 44, um, 41, 40. Yeah, look, I reckon they can make the play-in tournament for sure. Um, whether they make it out of that is a different thing altogether, yeah, or do they tough. decide to tank one more year? I don't mm. think they will. But they kind of did a semi-hard mm. tank last year, and it paid off for them. Because the amount of yeah. teams that kind of did the semi, like, oh, let's just not push too hard, on 35 wins in the East was Indiana, Washington. They're not even going to be close this year. They've just no. – they're out. 34 they're wins then for Orlando and Charlotte mm. – like they didn't have a healthy team. So then they've made, yeah. and look, they're going to be a better team this year, Charlotte. They're going to be a better yeah. than a 27 win team, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Not by much, but they'll get there. Yeah. So look, I'm expecting them to, I'm expecting them to make the play in tournament. I'm expecting that Tyrese Halliburton returns the same first round value. I'm expecting <clears> that you will be able to do very well and reposition your league if you can pick up Miles Turner at the mm-hmm. beginning of your third round. Yeah. If he drops out of your second round and you're in the third round, jump on Miles Turner straight away, fill in those blocks, 
And then also look mm-hmm. to see what you can do with your field goal percentage because and 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 points and rebounds. If you can stat pad then, if I can stat pad assists in my first maybe two rounds, I would actually like a Miles Turner and uh, Tyrese Halliburton combo in my team. 100% because mm. they're oh, – I would love to have that because last year of the two had played the pick and roll game was the third most in the NBA picks with at least 500. So I love mm. those two guys working together. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm thinking they're a playing tournament, mate. And let I'm me thinking, just say this too as well, Matty. Yep. Oh, go let, on. Let me let me paint a picture for you right here. Woo. So paint me like one of your I... French NBA players. Woo, Victor Wembanyama. Um, so Clip in that heavy. fantasy draft that uh, that you and Mick covered the other day, right? Yep. Jaron Jackson Jr. went. What was it? Nineteenth or twentieth or something like that. Uh, I've actually still got it up here on the winner. He went at Jaron Jackson Jr. went at number nineteen. And 19. I can go right. down, I can, I've got it up in front of me. Miles Turner went at 36. So Miles Turner, effectively speaking, and this was a uh, 12 team, 14 round draft. He mm-hmm. basically went at the tail end of the third draft. If you were sitting there yeah. in the second round, a third round, sorry, early on at like mm-hmm. 28, 29, because Victor Wenbanyama went at 30 yeah, and yeah. he, if his body is an NBA ready, he crumples and doesn't get down the stretch and he's, Efficiency mm-hmm. is maybe not as great. Yeah. Miles Turner at 36 is a pretty bloody good win for me. Because the next Man, player was Walker Kessler at 37. Yeah. And he doesn't return. Oh. Like, he might get your blocks and high field goal percentage, but he doesn't round out the same amount as that no. Miles Turner does. If you can get, like, if, say if you get Jaron Jackson in, with your second pick and you somehow are able to, like, get yourself to be able to get Miles Turner and pair Jackson and Turner together, blocks is done. Like you are sweet, and you've also got counting stats as well. That's like that yeah. would be absolutely unbelievable if you could get those I, two. But, I managed to pair last yeah. year Brock Lopez with Jaron Jackson Jr. out of yeah, nowhere. Nice. I picked up Jared, I packed I, I packed that up late. I would I would hundred percent angle huge. in for blocks with these. Yeah, I'd, I'd pack in. The, yeah, I think you're spot on there. Yeah. If I'm looking at my draft and I can somehow angle that because the counting stats are there. If I go Tyrese mm. Halliburton in my first round, Jaron Jackson Jr. in my second round, and my third round, if I'm hanging around in the end of that third. I mean, I might need a lot more points somewhere, but I can get those later on with some really sneaky picks yeah. and just focus in, but pad my defense. But I'm also taking assists by that point because mm. I'm going to struggle to find that many assists on my third round. So yeah, I, I think there's an opportunity there for him. I like the paces. Yeah. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. I reckon they're going to be an absolute league pass team. And I reckon it's absolutely time that we pack it in for the night, grab ourselves a cold one, enjoy some time with the families, and say thanks very much to the Standard Squeeze for bringing us this podcast. And thank you to you, you beautiful, the foreign one. I was going to have my foreign one. I've got this stupid Danish Pulse pot and cup, <laughs> which I love, mind you. But my wife, yeah. she stole it, put a bloody hot chocolate in it. <laughs> Isn't that the best thing about it, though? You can put a hot chocolate in it. You can put a hot like chocolate me. in it, or you can, or you you can, can put, put it as a cooler. You can put a frothy in it. It's it's the four and one. You gotta love it. It's fantastic. So a big shout out to the standard squeeze uh, and uh, Maddie G. I've been uh, filthy IFS. So thank you very very much for having me on the uh, on the paces preview. And hopefully we can do another one soon. I can't wait to hear what else you've got coming up because uh, it's always getting me through my drives to work. Uh, hearing your beautiful voice on it. So uh, yeah, let's rappy rappy so I can get another oh, beer nice. in this uh, beautiful four and one.
You are indeed very, very nice. Thank you so much, Skitty. Love you, man. Take care of yourself. Bless up. Bless to the inside family. Give us a like, a follow, a subscribe on all of the things you can see or hear here. And don't forget, you can find us on the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast, but we have our own one. This is the NBA. This is the NBA stream on Inside. Tell all of your friends or don't tell them. Just ask to borrow their mobile phone device for a very hot minute. Go into your podcast, <laughs> find Inside NBA. Just give it a five-star ranking, like it, follow it, and then have them ask you the next day, hey, mate, what the bloody hell is my phone going up this NBA shot? Like, oh, sorry, sorry. That's that. Just do that. Just do that. They won't yeah, mind. Just get onto it. Don't worry, you'll love it. Just turn the notifications off, but give it the things, give it the follows, give it the five stars and give yourself an absolute cracker of a night. Thanks very much, Jake Skidmore. This has been an Insight NBA podcast. I am your host, NBA Wiz. That is Filthy IFS and you are very welcome. Take care, everyone. Bye, Hoopers. Yeah.